Mission. It is a mission, man. Toronto to the boonies is no joke. I honestly thought I was going to get murdered coming here. I was like, You're not the first person to actually comment that. This is murder's role, though. Love that. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> so if I was going to go, I'd you know, prefer it to be in a forest. Yeah, forest in a silent uh, In Bomb Beach, Ontario. <laughs> in a quiet, unassuming town, northern Ontario. All right, you ready? Hit the fucking themes, buddy. All right. We'll bring it in, all right? So theme song, are you familiar with the Facts of Life? The old TV show? No. Okay, well, when they say facts, you say snacks. That's how it works, all right? Okay. You're so funny. I just, you know, I want them to be... You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have... The snacks of life. The snacks of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about... The snacks of life. The snacks of life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Snacks of Life podcast with comedian Mike Rito and the Snack Man with this week's guest, Emily from Comeback Snacks. As always, the Snacks of Life is presented by Canamatch.ca. Her name, I'm not even. Gonna, I was like Emily from Comeback Snacks. Emily, and nobody looked at me. I was like, I'm going with Emily, baby. Whatever. Perfect. Nailed it. Canamatch.ca, proud sponsor. Also, shout out Liquid Death. Oh, man, keep... I can't remember your great Canamatch line. Canamatch.ca, are you looking for friends or more? <laughs> you were great. Friends and fun. Friends and fun, that's what it did, is. Did you see how, how awkward Glenn got when I asked him, he said something about couples? I'm like, so it's for swingers. And he's like, no. I'm like, so it's not for swingers? And he's like, well, whatever you do in your uh, private life is. And I'm like, so it's for swingers then. He's, uh, he's, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, all right, man. So, who do we got here today, brother? Who's our guest? Miss Emily O'Brien from Comeback Snacks. Emily has a quite a crazy story and uh, came to my attention actually through a friend of mine. Uh, just kind of popped up and, and I got captivated with this story. And uh, I don't know a lot about it. I tried to, to be as uh, not Nardwar as possible on this one, Mikey. Nardwar. Nardwar. Uh, but. The low, the gist of it is, is that you got yourself caught up in an international drug ring. Yes. So yeah. why don't you give us the Coles <laughs> notes up to speed version of, you know, just like <coughs> the start. And then I'll, I'll ask the questions that I have because of what I know the story. Yeah. So it was 2013, 2014. I was just going through a really like shitty period of my life. Um, but I was also running a, a company in Toronto um, was kind of abusing substances heavily. Cocaine, what substances? Cocaine and alcohol. Cocaine's good. Yeah, it'll ruin your life though. No, I, I, I yeah. <laughs> it's fun though. It is fun when you're doing it. Yeah, and like to be perfectly honest, like I have had fun times in, on those things. Yeah, was, yeah. It was at a point where it went from celebration to medication. Yeah, and that's, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, that, and that's the that line that's it, it's very easy to cross. Definitely, um, where it becomes uh, more than just a, uh, an occasional uh, occasional thing, but uh, definitely when you're living a fast and, and uh, a fast paced life, sometimes you get stuck into some fast paced things. Yeah. I think I think we uh, all are guilty of not that. me, man. Mike Rita, you saw you told us you smoked crack on this podcast about four episodes ago. Not me, man. That was that was that was, that was the other Mike Rita. That was Pizza Jen. That was Pizza well, Jen. They're giving out free crack kits now in Toronto. So if you ever find yourself, you know, free crack giveaway. Uh, the the devices, yeah. Oh, the devices, like the stems. 
like the pipes or something. Free crack pipes in Toronto? Yeah, but do they you come with like the little flower? Because that's <laughs> what makes you feel special when you're a young crackhead. You get to keep that little flower that comes in the glass fucking tube, man. I don't know. That's a real cracky thing if anybody knows what I'm talking about. I think Toronto's getting jealous of Vancouver now that they're starting to give out free crack pipes. No, they're like, wow, Vancouver, you guys think you have a problem? Look at us. <laughs> Vancouver's giving out needles and free drugs? I'm well, a, we're going to give them I'm pipes. A, I'm actually pro all that stuff. I don't even care about any of that. Me too. I think it's, I think it's great. But because uh, so, so you're working for a big company. You're probably making good cash. You're I'm living not, I fast. I had my own company. You had I, your own company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, what did you do then? I had like a boutique. Like, well, I just call it boutique because like it, I, it was small and I ran social media accounts for people in the area in, in Liberty Village. So it's very easy to kind of immerse yourself in a world. And all those things were, were not just prevalent. They were accepted. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 So anyway, so like I, I realized I was at a point where it wasn't, I knew it wasn't serving me well, but I wasn't ready to stop. And I didn't know how really to stop because I felt I could just kept, you know, telling myself that one day. Yeah. 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 No, trust me. I've been there. We, yeah. we were very open on this show yeah, about addictions yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so anyway, so I go, I'm, I meet someone through my work. We do some business together. Um, he was actually sober at the time or allegedly. And then, so we became friends. Like some, some people call my boyfriend out. He was not my boyfriend. Like we didn't even bang or anything. You um, didn't bang him? No. <laughs> what? That is the threshold. Let's be honest, man. Is it is the Tinder I, era? So uh, you met him on Tinder? No. 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 Okay. It, it was a Tinder era, though. Okay. Man, yeah. remember there was a hookup era, though. Man. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like when I read the story, I'm glad that you got that out because that was actually one of the questions I had. Yeah. Because when I read the story, I was like. Okay, so she met this dude. He threw her like some mean rod and convinced her to go down here and do this. <laughs> that was what I deducted from it. I was like, yeah, she was in. Like that's he had a her. Re he had a Howard her Stern moment on this whole podcast. You're like, that's on greatest hits. That's that's on greatest hits volume two. Dude, honestly, it's the comedic relief in a serious story, so it's okay. So I think that's so you meet this guy and he's charming, obviously, right? Well, nice, super nice, like just. You know, he was like, you know, I want to help you get on this, like, silver path, blah, blah, blah. But then I think I, I looked at that as, like, a justification for, like, the shady side of... The, the red flags that were clearly... Well, not, no, not clear. They didn't exist, like, you know, you're, you're kind of colorblind, right? You're just like, oh. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, so he, he was preaching sobriety to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. I, I knew that, I, like, I kind of liked that about him and... And so, yeah, he's like, yeah, let's like, go on this trip. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, let's, let's go on a trip. And I, it's not like I just like, went on a trip with this person I didn't know. How long How long had you been even just like acquaintances with this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, about eight months. Like, eight so months. I met him in like the winter of 2014. Okay. Yeah. And for like eight months, just kind of like on and off, you guys are hanging out, you're partying. He's not doing substances, but I assume like you guys are drinking and hanging out. And no, he no, didn't even drink. It was, drink. Just, all, it was yeah. just all. He didn't even drink. <laughs> What wow. a fucking yeah. jerk. I, I will mention at this point of the podcast that you've never thrown this guy under the bus either. Like, you don't name him. You don't, like, you, you kind of disassociated yourself with him, which kind of proves to me that you're still solid, just so you know. Thanks. Yeah. Because, like, you have every reason to throw the guy under the bus if you wanted to and you didn't. That's, that, that, that's solid. So he's charming, obviously. And eight months in, he asked you if you want to go on a vacation. At, during this time period... Did you think he was trying to bang you? Um, no, because he never, like, really tried. <laughs> now, that's interesting to me, because as a, as a woman, you're, like, what, 19 at this time? I was 24. 24? Like, 24? Yeah, I got okay. arrested at 25. I'm 33 now. Yeah. So you're 24, 
and a random dude asks you if you want to go on a vacation to the, what was it, Aruba? Or um, something? It was, uh, he asked me to go to Puerto Rico. Okay. And then when we got to the airport, we, I looked at the ticket and it was somewhere else. It, where, what, where was it? It was like St. Martin Saint or Lucia, something? Yeah. St. Lucia. Same. I was like, who's Lucia? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I thought so, we were going to So this guy asked you on a trip. Uh, me is like, I would have thought he was trying to bang me at that point. Would you, Reitz? I was a very nice person. You I, took chick, you took a chick on an all-inclusive trip to fucking an island and you weren't trying to lay it to her? I, w I, I never had that kind of option. Okay. I don't even know what the fucking... Uh, <laughs> listen, man, if I took, if I took a chick... I wouldn't fucking take a chick to an island. Oh man, I've done some stupid shit. Why the fuck you taking chicks to islands? I haven't bro. taken chicks to islands, but I've definitely taken <laughs> chicks on trips that I never know. Man, I one wait, time in Montreal, first story's on hold. How many chicks and how many islands are we talking here? I, I haven't taken a chick. Wait, let me think about this for a second. This is getting worse. How many oh. chicks? No, 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 no. I haven't taken a chick on an all-inclusive, but I have taken one. girls to like Montreal, New York. And you're going like, there in the hopes of banging them. I have picked up girls on a Friday night that I've never met in my entire life and Ain't gone away on it for a full weekend. And in the hopes of having some fucking wild... No, uh, of course I'm... Weekend. Come on, Reitz. It's so, like, I, of course I'm going to I hit. would never, ever, ever... And this is me being honest, bro. I could never waste a fucking minute of my time going on some long weekend trip with some broad... Well, I always was bang. doing something for myself. I'd be like, oh, I'm That's going to a Habs expensive. game. I, 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 you know, Woo. I'm going to a Habs game, so I'm like, all I right. Well, if you know this, bro, I've been Reeds for a long time, bro. Yeah, I've been doing the old jokey McToki for a long time, yeah. bro. Yeah. Through my sexual peaks of my twenties, yeah. Your boy Reeds was going on no trips <laughs> to pick up no chicks. You, you ever had a hooker fuck you for free? I. <laughs> <laughs> You don't need to answer that. I'm going to tell a story here. <laughs> All right, this is, and, we, and then I promise you we'll get back to your story. Okay? Oh, no. It doesn't matter. I'm chill. I'm, We're I'm the worst at this. I'm this out of is, the car. It's great. I'm this not is murdered. The, I, you're not wrong. I'm not murdered, she You're says. like, this looks pretty official. We're good. I know, that paranoia. After You're like, for the rest of my life, I am on high alert. Do not fuck with me. I am on high alert. Listen, but wait. You asked me if I ever, if a hooker ever fuck. Listen, I don't call them hookers. I call them escorts. I have respect. Okay. All right. Com no, I can't use degrading comments. Comic friend of mine. Gets an escort. Yeah. It's always the extra. It's he, always the extra. He's an idiot. He's just a weirdo, bro. All right, buddy bangs the escort. For some reason, lady... I'm smoking a joint outside after they do their thing. Uh, lady comes and meets me. She's like, hey, are you smoking a joint? I'm like, yeah. She's like, do you mind if I smoke? I just cleaned up. And she made sure to let me know she just cleaned up. Like, your buddy's dick isn't on these lips right now. You're good. We're, you know, I brush my teeth. Whatever the fuck. Nice lady. Good lady. Respectful. Yeah, that's we, respectful. We start smoking a J... Bro, listen, we hit it off. Like, I, but I wasn't even trying to do anything. I'm just being Coolio Reitz. <laughs> Lady gets my number. She's like, what's your number? I'll text you if you're in town. But she texts me the same night. She's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, yo, I'm just chilling out. I'm at that apartment that we met at earlier today. Whatever the fuck. It was an Airbnb. Lady message. She's like, yo, I'm going to come over and smoke a joint? Question mark? I was like, sure, why not? Lady comes over. <laughs> Muckies. Muckies for the boys. Muckies for the boys. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Enough with our disgusting man <sighs> shit. Oh, I don't think it's disgusting. We're the worst. I know. I'm like, me and this guy are the worst. So, so, I, I, so we're listening. I just, I just, like, the whole time I was listening to your story, I've listened to it. I've watched it a little bit. I read some articles. The whole time, and I think most people would assume that there was some sort of romantical romance 
involved in going to an island with a guy. Was he a lot older than you? Um, ten years. So no. Not that bad when you're in your twenties. Whatever. I yeah, yeah. okay, but still okay. So so was it financial? Like was he like showering you with gifts? What what oh, made actually, you? Actually, that's another funny story. He like got me like random presents that I didn't even want. <laughs> he like got me this watch that had like no battery in it, and even though like I had my own watches, like I had ever, like I had. I have a watch, I, buddy. Like, I, yeah. I, had so, I had solid finances. Like, it was like, right. You know, and, and after we got arrested and then they, you know, they went through like all of the, you know, obviously it's a serious charge. Of course. Yeah. They went through all of our finances. They, they like, like what froze his accounts. Yeah. And like they didn't freeze mine. Oh, <laughs> thank God. Yeah. That's amazing. Because they could see that I'd never been involved in anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, you, right. I mean, they will be able to piece together whether or not you're innocent or not, man. They, 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 they have this fucking. Well, I think the other main, main thing here too is, is that you were really honest with them from the start too, right? That worked well for you. Yeah. And then like on the air, like, it's so funny how many people are like, oh, like, why didn't you call the authorities and say, Alicia, like so many people think they're fucking experts. You yeah. Know? No. Put yourself in those shoes and that, yeah, like, no. you know. Put yourself in those flip flops. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. I mean. Let's be realistic. At that point, you're a 24 year old small girl in a foreign country with a guy I'm assuming is a lot bigger than you. You guys made it to St. Lucia. I don't know the story. Yeah, yo, we're gonna get there. So and like, how are you? Like, you're you know, you can't fight back at that point. You're not gonna like. You have I just to want to go fucking home. Let's yeah. So you get to the airport. You think you're going to Puerto Rico, which is kind of interesting because that's an American island. And you see you're going to St. Lucia. That's probably the first part where you're like, did you think to yourself, he surprised me with a bigger thing? Or were you just like, oh, well, whatever. Let's let's roll with it. No, that's when he was like, oh, I told you St. Lucia the whole time. He's and you like, knew he was lying. Yeah, because I went back in my text and I was like, oh, no, you definitely said Puerto Rico. But like he booked the tickets when I when I said I would go on the trip. He booked the tickets right away. And then he he's like, oh, send me your passport information. And like... That is, like, no big deal. Like, I've gone on trips oh, yeah. with uh, people, like, you know, you send your passport. Like, yeah. most of the trips I went on by myself. <coughs> like, right. I went to Indonesia by myself. I went to, like... Yeah, you were a well-traveled person before and, this. And that was, like, part of, like, the, like, oh, you know, I can I can groom, the, groom this girl. And, right. I'm just trying to figure out how he groomed you. Why, like, what, how did he gain your trust so well? Through, was the, it? through the sobriety thing. Right. Yeah. So was he keeping you sober, though, or you were still on drugs when you were doing this stuff? Like, you were blowing lines in St. Lucia and shit? Um, actually, that's the funny thing. When we got there, that's when he, like, went from being sober, sober Sam to, like, oh, let's get some stuff. And, because he... You know, he had to loosen you up. He knew like what it, what was he was yeah. going to tell me when I got there. Right, but like during the other times, like you say, he wasn't doing drugs. Was he enabling you to do drugs? No, he was trying to keep you away from them. Yeah. Wow, what a reverse flex! Because normally, what they do is is they'll take a More girl like that atrophy. has a drug. He had no muscles. <laughs> he had no muscles. No. <laughs> really? For some reason, I have like a vision of this person in my head, and it's probably totally incorrect. He probably looks like Weird Al or something. You're picturing what, some giant muscled Russian fucking mafia dude? I'm, I'm, no, I was actually picturing, like, somebody from St. Lucia. Like, Gilson Lubin. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, someone that looks like Seal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, something like that. Like, a buff dude. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was picturing. I was picturing, like, somebody from the islands, because that's normally, like, where you get the coke connect, right? I mean, if she said Mexico, I would have thought that she was <laughs> gone with a Mexican. I don't know, man. And what exactly is a Mexican? No. <laughs> anyway. A so, small gardener? So it's, it's just interesting that the way he, he kind of, like, got you 
was to like preach to you something that actually was helping you that's such a like harder thing to like get away from you know what God, i mean like psychos bro yeah yeah the psychology behind that is wild so you get on the plane what was the plane li- ra- ride like to saint lucia like what's going through your head are you still in vacation mode you think everything's cool on the way there the way yeah back. on the way there on the way there i was like pumped right yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you stay at like an all-inclusive resort or something? Yeah. Yeah, so you're just like, sick, beach. We're just going to hit some fucking Bahama Mamas or whatever. And, and I like, I thought the whole trip would be like sober because I wanted like a sober week. Right. And he paid for the whole trip, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll take you on, yeah, I'll take you on it. Because he owed me money anyway. Oh, he owed you money? He owed me money because like f- the checks like that he owed me through my company because I did work for his company were bouncing. Oh, another yeah. flag. Another flag, but you're like, oh, Sam's all good. That's not his name, obviously. Good time to capture the flag, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. I mean, you did come out to this fucking studio in the middle of nowhere, so I don't know if you've learned your lesson or not. Um, (laughs) Red flags everywhere. I'm scared now. I'm like, should I also be scared? I show up every week. (laughs) (laughs) Comedian Mike Reed has gone missing snack, man. Um, (laughs) My dog's name is Snack. She's in the car. No. Oh, that's cute. Dude, the guy on the way back from the dead show when I was driving, he's like, how do we know you're not a murderer? (laughs) And Graham Bam's like, I don't know too many murderers that drive your car home for you. No kidding. Like, (laughs) yeah, I'll murder you after I drive you home safely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the one guy that decided to be sober and drive everyone home is the murderer. I'm like thinking to myself, you know, you might be self-projecting here, guy. No kidding, man. Fuck that guy. So you get there and he decides it's time to let loose and you... You, uh, you start drinking and you're partying and stuff. And then you, I think it was, uh, if I recall correctly, a couple days into it. Yeah, the Wednesday. Yeah, the Wednesday. So you land on what, like a Monday? We It was a Friday to Friday. Friday to Friday. So on the Wednesday, he's like, how does he break it to you? That What you're there for? Yeah, so every like every day I would kind of go down to the pool at 3 o'clock, to 2 or 3, because like, the sun was like sweltering. And I, I don't know, it was just, I could read by the pool. And then he's like, oh. You can't go to the pool today. We're here to work. Did you think it was all fun and games? And his like demeanor switched like that. Right. He went from nice was, guy. Yeah, keep... and I was like sober. I, like when he said that, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. And then you, and then you terrifying. basically at that point you're like, yeah, you you have to go for the ride. You're on the roller coaster. At this point, you're like, you've been going up the roller coaster. Clunk, 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 And then he's like, Yeah, we're here to work. And you're like. And it just fucking, you have to go with the flow. So because what did he mean by that? What did he mean you're here to work? So, oh, this is part of the part of the st- like another part that I've been talking about. So prior to going on this trip, right. he'd come over to my apartment. Right. And was like, oh, I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like about what? And then he's like, oh, um, talking about this vacation. And then he's like, oh, by the way, like, you know, if you like want to make money on this trip, we can bring drugs back. And I was like, what the fuck? This is like an, an essential part. So I, I don't really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even, so, so he, he made the offer to you in Canada. Yeah. 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 And I said, absolutely fucking not. And I was so mad. I was like, get out of my apartment. Right. He knew how much I valued my passport. And like, cause I'd, right. I went around the world like volunteering and yeah. Yeah. yeah right. So I was so pissed. Um, and then he like left like embarrassed. He's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't even asked you. And then I went out that night. Right. And then, he like obviously knew that I was out because he knew my patterns, and he's like, you know, what? I'm. So he sorry. triggered you, and then then you went out. And, and he's like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have even mentioned that. Like, I'm such an idiot. 
like I still want to take you on this trip and like don't worry like nothing will happen and then like I was out and I was like the, I I always believe there's good in everyone yeah that'll fuck you over a lot I know that yeah. firsthand yeah mm-hmm. and um and even to this day like I I know he's like still the same kind of person unfortunately but oh well anyway um so yeah so I came back that night and that that's when he was like send me your passport thing and it's like it'll be like just me and you like whatever like right. Whatever. And so then when you get to the island, he goes, you think this was free, we're here to work. You realize this guy duped me. Yeah. And your life's in danger if you don't do it. And, and truth be told is, and, you know, people, you can only, you can go deeper on the line. Likely his life was in danger if you didn't do it too. Yeah. Like at that point, he he's bigging on you because he's working for someone else. And if you don't do what he tells you to do, then he's probably... Yeah. In in some 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 deep water too, so his you know it well, gets very serious very quickly. Those, like connections and and like I found out later that he was like in a lot of debt and right. So he so he, had, he, he told them that uh, you know that drug we, debt. I, I, to be honest, I have no fucking idea. Right, I, but he was in debt to them, or he was in debt financially, like to banks and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, to I don't know, to banks or to to someone. Oh, whoever. well, street debt's different than than credit card debt. Yeah, I don't think it was credit card debt. So it was street debt. Yeah. Okay, so he probably... Oh, okay. I'm going to guess that the guy going uh, to St. Lucia to fly with drugs, it's street death. Yeah, well, that's what I was getting at. So, because he's portraying himself... Again, I'm getting into the psychology of this. He's portraying himself as Sober Steven and that he's this good guy. And you know that a lot of, like, hard drug dealers don't get in, you know, Biggie, Ten Crack Commandments, don't ever get high on your own supply. So he's like... He, he probably was uh, selling drugs and had debt, and that's how they were making him pay off his debt. Who knows? I'll never know the truth, but I don't, to be frank, I don't really give a shit. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't apply to you. No. So you get yeah, there, and it. and he's like, "We're gonna work." And if I'm not mistaken, he he takes you somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get picked up in this like random car, um, you know, and you know, like all inclusive resorts, like they're they're often you travel kind of like a, on a bus for like an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you know, you get leave the airport, and it's like, oh, it's all paved roads, and then the buses go down these like. Yeah, fuck yeah. Roads. And so, like, this, these people that, that I don't know. Oh, no, sorry. It's one guy. He, they pick us up, and I'm in the backseat. And, like, you know, sometimes when you think you're, like, in danger, you're like, oh, my God, I have to, like, look at the, the signpost. And, and yeah, then mark my, mark my areas. And I was like, I didn't think I was in danger because I was like, what the fuck? I thought it was just, like, a joke. I was like, okay, whatever. And then we go to this house, and it looks like a, like a bed and breakfast. And then there's a bunch of people inside. But, like, there's no vicious doll you know you, when you have it's not family. a drug house you don't walk in and there's a bunch of bricks all over the place and all that kind of shit well there was bricks but oh they're shit in the, they're in like the they're in cupboards because it looked like it, in a kitchen right right okay. but it wasn't like fancy cars in the drive right right was, was, and there's oh, a lady there that like was really nice to me she's like thank you so much for doing this and i was so so confused and then so they um so that's like he's like not even looking at me at this point and then, the, so they take my measurements, and they because they have, they have to take your measurements, to like size you up for like this out, like this drug smuggling outfit that you're wearing. Right, which is super weird to me because that seems like a surefire way to get busted in my head. To wear it? To yeah, to wear it, like to oh. to, to like wear it in your clothes. I don't know why. No way, man. Oh, That's we're taking easy. we're taking a pause so I can get my uh, my other liquid death. Yeah, do that. <laughs> you you can go. We'll we'll me and Reed will just uh we'll, we'll politic a bit. Just be careful on all this stuff. On the wires. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, smash yourself. 
No, wearing drugs is a classic way of smuggling them in. People have been wearing hash. How, yeah, but how? What, what was the first <laughs> advice you got when someone when someone up, up in the butt? Yeah, that was a watertight briefcase. Super secret watertight briefcase. I mean, you can get a lot of drugs inside you. Like uh, the the classic way for that I would be like if you know if I were to be the snack man and want to smuggle snacks, it'd probably be to digest it, like you know balloons. No. You do I, you, I, bud. I gotta need it. I get, I get too scared something's gonna happen in my brutal intestines. I had a friend who got raided, and when he got raided, he swallowed a baggie of coke, and he died in yeah. the penitang. He died in the penitang jail. Yeah. When it when it opened and he yeah he overdosed and his mother tried to get him out because she knew he did it was trying to get him out and said he was going to go into medical distress and they just let him die. True story. Yeah, like that's what happens all like all the time when people swallow. Ingest it. Yeah. Yeah, it just depends on like that like your stomach acid and what's in your stomach and there's there's like all sorts of crazy methods for that. I mean, you could put it in your butt too. That's what has always been suggested. I used to know a guy that used to bring stuff back from. I think he went to like Brazil or something though. Somewhere in South America, and he was the super secret watertight briefcase guy. That was his line. I can't. I couldn't stick some shit in my ass. Though. I don't need drugs that badly, yeah. and I'm never going to be in that bad of debt. But the fact of the matter is, is that you you really just got taken advantage of to clear someone else's debt. So at this point, this lady's like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your measurements." You know, it's game on at that point, and you have a few days in between. Obviously, yeah. How's your uh, the rest of the time dealing with him now that you know that this isn't a joke anymore. Oh, absolutely horrific! Like I was like, I'm gonna be real, so like you have to sleep. This. You have to sleep beside this guy and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just like honestly, I went out. Like I, I went out on my own. I went to karaoke and sang New York, New York, and I'm at a karaoke bar. <laughs> you gotta get it out somehow, man. Fuck! Like what am I doing here? Give us just a little bit of Frank Sinatra, yeah. please. Start spreading the news. Oh shit! <laughs> Fuck! She's singing it like a Marilyn Monroe or something, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah. Wow, the AI is not that good. Coming out of the cake. Happy birthday to <laughs> yeah, you. Damn. <laughs> Emily O'Brien, comeback snacks. It actually had a, a a different name to start, didn't it? Yes, it was called Cons and Colonels. Cons and Colonels. That's a good name too. Yeah, but uh, after I uh, got out of prison, I realized <coughs> it was a name that kind of alienated us more. Who's so, like, gonna buy some pop? Some popcorn from some convicts, because that wasn't the whole point. The whole point was actually to make what I went like through and what comeback. people went through like kind of more universal. Right, right. To take away the stigma of it, I get it. And also, like cons and kernels when you're in jail, come back when you're out, because now you're on the rise. You know what I mean? Like it's your. Yeah. It's, I, I get it. So you have to deal with this guy. You basically avoid him for the next three days, and then he decides you got to go back to the house. Like the day of the flight, I assume, or something, or how? Or did they bring it to the resort, or how did that work? Yeah, so we had to go back there, and then they fitted us with it, and then the so he smuggled too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, and it looked like it, it was a pair of bike shorts, like what they had, and they had like kangaroo pockets, like one in the, a pouch in the front and a pouch in the back, and then this like ugly uh, tropical dress that I would never wear. Right. And he's like, oh, d oh, don't worry. Like, they won't be able to. It looks like there was a Kleenex box shoved under my dress. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, you know, I, I did my best to do it. But then at the same time, I was like, I, I told him multiple times I was going to be bad at it. Yeah. I didn't want to do it, but I, I just, like, wanted to go home. Yeah, yeah, so, like, this is the only way I'm going to get home. Yeah. Get me to a fucking airport. And I think the other thing, too, is, is that he, uh... He, he, again, probably didn't have a fucking choice either he, if he's smuggling himself. Did it 
at any point, I guess you didn't have the means with you or you just were afraid that the repercussions later, because obviously if you're a seasoned traveler, you, you know, you could have bounced to the airport and fucked off like in the middle of the night or like, you know, timed it out, I assume. No, because the flights leave at a certain time. So if you left, he would have known. Yeah. And so, like what, what I was told is that everyone like was in on it. Right. And like, I didn't know. Like, Oh, he had said that like everyone at the airport was in on it. And, and like, whether or not that's true, I don't know. But at the end of the day, it's like, I just, I know there's like obviously levels of corruption that go on in, in certain countries. Levels. Those countries are fucked. You're for real. No, I mean, like if somebody told me the guy at the airport wasn't going to arrest me. And it was like organized crime, organized crime. Oh, we're almost at the peak of the story. I'm on. It's like I'm on edge here watching like a sick movie. I'm like, they strapped the drugs out of you, lady. What <laughs> happens next? It's it's a crazy story. Yeah, well, I, I like I, I never I never know anything. So that way, I always have these virgin ears to every story and every guest. Huh? And I need to know what the fuck happens next. These people strap some drugs on you. What the fuck happens? So they put like they have the bike shorts, and then we get. Because obviously they're not going to give us drugs and put us back at the hotel. No kidding. So on the last day, they... they and I was like... Because our flight, like our, our bus to the airport... Right. Left early. Right, right? so, so you're I, at the airport. I was yeah, stone cold sober. And I was like, thank God. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I'm sure I could have just like drank so much more and like thought... You know, but I wanted to be sober because I wanted to somehow let whoever know when I landed that I didn't want to do it without sabotaging the entire operation because they weren't my drugs. Right. So if I was like, oh, help me, you know, and made this big fucking scene at yeah. the airport. Dude, it'd be insane. Yeah. Yeah. I knew very little about that world, obviously. Right. I knew enough that just trying to get home would be the best. Best route. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's fair. That's fair. Of course, man. You're in another country. <clears throat> You're under some other guy's watch, and he knows where you're at, and he knows where your room. Fuck, you don't know who, like obviously, you don't know who he knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He obviously knows people that I never thought he would know. Right. Who have a lot of influence, and yeah, yeah. So, and he had my passport identity. Right. Like they had my passport, like with all my information on it. Right. So. So even if you got to the, even if you got to the airport, they they might not have been able to. You might not have been able to get on a plane because they would have been like that bitch ain't allowed to leave yet. Yeah, or something. Fuck. Yo, Reach, remember that time you got booked at the airport? Damn, bro. (laughs) That shit's way worse, bro. That's way worse of a feeling. Bonkers. So, the day of. You go to the house on your way to the airport, or you go to the house and then come back to the resort. You take the regular bus with the tourists. Um, so, so we take the bus to the airport, and then they have like no, sorry, no, that, no, that's, hold on, it was so long ago. So they pick us up from the resort, yeah, take us to the house, and then they take us to the airport. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. a bad move. Okay, any move right. closer to the airport was good enough for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So then you get to the airport and going through customs and like getting on the plane in St. Lucia is likely a breeze, right? Yeah. And that's what he told me. He's like, don't worry. Like he told me they all know. They all know. So they're just going to let you through. No stress. Yeah. Whether that was true or not. Again, I don't know. Because I I can't make allegations. They might have. Right. I mean, you never know. But that was enough to just. (laughs) just, Yeah. Um, Anyway, so we get on the plane and like we're still sitting. We have to like wait for. I don't know, like 45 minutes at that airport. And I was just, it was the worst. It was like, you know, sitting on like a soggy diaper. Right. Gross, like you're in Depends. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you just have a bunch of Coke on your ass. 
<laughs> and and in, in like years too. Right. Yeah. Interesting. And so the flight to Toronto was like the longest and shortest flight of my life. Um, but right. Then it was like four and a half hours. I don't honestly I don't remember because I was wow. just in this like. You what, don't even know what movie you watched. I didn't watch a movie. I like ate a sandwich to try to look normal. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well. And paid for it like like I just bought it because we I wasn't even sitting beside him. What? Yeah, no. Like why? I don't know. Like I guess like the tickets that were booked like. I was beside like two people, tra- like, two like legitimate travelers. <laughs> and they don't even know Meanwhile, they're sent to this lady. Dude, but like for me, them. I'm like, there's all, all sorts of things in this story where I'm like, man, I would have had, I would have had them like as a couple. I would have fucking, I would have made them ride the tourist bus back to the fucking airport. Like there's others like, that's so weird. He didn't sit with you. That's fucked up. Yeah. So then, so then, like when you get off the plane, does he just attach himself from you? No, he he gave me no guidance on what I was supposed to do. And okay, so, so, so they didn't coach you at all. No, no, no. He and you know, I guess he's like <coughs> so desperate. And I guess I walked behind him the whole time, and like I was, just, my eyes were darting all over the place. And you go through the first security checkpoint, and like I don't even know who I am to him at this point. It's like, am I your girlfriend? Am I your friend? Like I don't know. Right. He didn't tell me. Right. Terrifying. Were you interested in dating him though? No. Okay, so you're not his girlfriend. So he, you get to the first security point, which is like you do your declaration and anything they check your passport. Declare, yeah. Anything to declare. Like, at that time, it was like still like man, like you still fill out like there the was little no yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was no machine then. Yeah. We're talking 2014. Uh, 2015. 2015. Yeah. So <coughs> you get to the first person. Do you guys go up to the booth together? Um, I didn't. But I guess, like, that was a, a another warning sign. Yeah, like, another like, flag. C- CBSA. Yeah, and yeah. I was just, like, pissed. Like, I didn't know what to do. He didn't tell me what to do. Right. Um, so you went solo up to the, and then we're like, I was, I'm with him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And okay. then they, and then they uh, like, they give you, like, anything to declare. You're like, no. Yeah. There's nothing in the suitcase. And, and, then, and then they scribble, like, a little. X or something. Yeah, yeah. No, not even X. It was a number. Okay. There's a number and permanent marker. Yeah. yeah. And you don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if it's an X or a whatever, like. Yeah, I think I get. I think last time I got a red thing, and it could have been a number. It's up in the top corner. They definitely. Right and then you thing. show it to the next person. Yeah. The net. You go. You turn, and you show it to the next person, and you either go this way, or you go this way. Well, yeah. You go through <coughs> the first part, and then you get your bags and stuff, and then. Yeah. At the end. And then going out, yeah, you can see like people with like their signs, yeah. and I I didn't even notice like that like that person was there prior in all my other travels, and then I saw them, and then they're like they looked at they looked at our cards, and like you got to go right, and I was like okay, I know this is yeah, this is bad. But and I also was kind of like relieved because then like he, I'm I, out of this, in, I know he, he was like he was in panic mode. Like, he he was like he was telling me to like pull my dress down when my dress was already to the floor. Like he didn't, he. He, oh, he got scurred. Yeah. When you went right. Mm-hmm. And did they leave you guys together to sit or like? Never. They no, always no, separate you. No, no, no. Yeah. They separate you immediately. Dude, yep. immediately. And then they make sure like you can't look at each other. Like, so your backs are right. back to back. Right. Yes, man. So I got, I got searched doing that. Bo and I was traveling by myself coming home from Las Vegas. And I had the lady and the, this, the stainless steel table. And you put your bags and up. The and the ion scanner. And they're like. The li- their little thing. Yeah, they they wanted it. Well, she actually, I told her I went and saw Shania Twain as a single guy on Valentine's Day for myself, and she didn't search me. Man, oh sorry, we smoke. No, yeah, we smoke it up. So, okay, um, wait, wait. immediately, 
you obviously man they grab you they tell you to go to some fucking buzzing side room and wait and then what happens um so it wasn't a side like it was like another it's the, area the table right yeah yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, and there's a couple other people in there and then yeah they ask like me a bunch of questions of what and they, where were you what are you doing like oh who are you with and yeah you know and i was like oh like a, you know we've done work together and then they get into like oh so you know so do you like to party and like when was the last time you partied blah blah yeah and I was like, oh, well, I went to Vegas a couple weeks ago. And I was just honest, you know. Yeah. And then they uh, they were just like, okay, like, so Brian, like, we're, they went through, then they went through my suitcase, went through it all, island scanned it, nothing. Right. And then in the paperwork, it said, like, they could see this bulge <laughs> under my dress. And um, so they're like, all right, Miss O'Brien, we're just going to do one last thing. We're going to physically search you is like. That okay. Right. Oh. But they're like, but there's one last question. Like, do you have any, any. Yeah, any drugs on you? Yeah, and on your I, person. Yeah, and yeah. I looked at the floor for so long, like for it seemed like an eternity. Yeah, yeah. And it was like this. Yeah, and you looked up at like them, that, and, like, and they knew. Um, and I just said, yeah. Right. I knew that at that point. I knew that everything was just like a lie, and you know, I had to at that. You yeah. were getting busted regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, that's the, that's the thing is, is that like, I tell you this about at the border and so forth. Like if there's, if they're asking that question, do you have drugs on your person? Mm -hmm. You've already gone through like six different levels of security questions at that point for them to, that, arrive for that, for them to arrive at that question. Probably, more, right? probably 20, like the body right. language. And then I like, yeah. learned that like, even like the way it trips are booked. Yep. You know, and I was also wearing a cardigan because I was cold on the plane. And like, oh, why is she wearing a cardigan? Like, yeah. coming back from <laughs> a, a warm country. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the splitting of you, you, the splitting of you guys at customs. There's a lot of different things in there that, like, for me, not even being being a seasoned traveler and dealing with the the border. I got pulled into the border on Monday. Um, that would be red flags for me. So at that point, you say yes, and they obviously they immediately feel like you're this guy set you up or something right no no no, no? they no, thought you were no. culpable um well they didn't like assume anything they're just like okay we're gonna place you under arrest and so i had to go into a holding cell at the airport and then they had to test the drugs and like i knew like the one girl was asking me these things and i, I was just like i just wanted to go home you know because yeah. I, I also knew how how bad it was how enforcement officers can kind of ask you questions so i was still kind of like just kind of protecting myself yeah and saying like you know I didn't know. Like, I didn't want, like, I just wanted to go home. Yeah. Right. So, but. So they obviously, they take the drugs off you. They strip search you or something, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And at this point, they they know he's got drugs on him, too. So he's off here. You're off here. You're admitting to everything and saying that you knew you had drugs on you? Yeah. And, like, the second I admitted it, and then then they went over and arrested him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was a giveaway too. If he was being he was being a he bag, so then they take you to a holding cell in the airport, and you yeah, spend how long there? Um, honestly, I was there like long like a long time. I had to get arrested by the RCMP, and then I went downstairs, and then I was I think I was arrested by well CBSA, and then RCMP, and then I had to go to the to the local jail for the weekend. Right, to like Toronto jail. No, uh, like, it was called Vanier, I guess. <coughs> wow. Uh, for the okay. weekend. For the weekend. Because and you got bail a, on Monday? it was a Friday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck. But like, I didn't know where I was going. I was like, okay. like I'm go And I was still, ex 
stone cold sober. Like I tried to have a nap. Like they thought it was like a class clown because I had like tried to have a nap, and they're like, "You can't lie down. You can't do this." I was like, uh. <laughs> "Right." Wow. I know, man. There's I did not so realize much. the magnitude of the situation. You know, if, because I think I was actually relaxed at that point because I was home safe. I'm in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I mean, in compared to getting caught in a foreign country with drugs, yeah. Yeah. Canada seems like a, at least you know you're going to go somewhere where you'll have some sort of dignity, even in jail, right? Like something compared to Mexico or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you you really, at what exact moment, I'm sure you, you can remember it, at what exact moment was it when you like realized the magnitude of what was going on? Um, it was when my parents came to bail me out of jail and they were going through like a really horrific divorce and they still came there and I was like brought into the courtroom in shackles, hand and foot. And I could just see my mom just like, like look at me like, oh my God, thank God you're okay. Yeah. Um, you're alive. Yeah. 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 But then, like, then also, it wasn't until like a couple, like a year and a half later that I was like, okay, you're going to prison. I was like, what? You know, and I think another, like. So you got bail and you were out living your life. No, what did you do? No, no, I was on house arrest. You're on house arrest. I was on house arrest with an assurity, which was my mother. Right. Um, because you, have a, you have a bracelet? No, 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 no. Because I was allowed to go to work and um, I was like, they could tell I was very low risk, you know. Right. I wasn't like violent or um, I wasn't a flight risk. Like, they, so. Obviously, at, I had no passport. <laughs> right at that point, at that point, were you at all worried that there was going to be repercussions from, like, the drug dealers? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I was living in paranoia and terror. Fuck yeah. For, and I, and because I was in house arrest, I was still allowed to run my business, and I had to. I wasn't allowed to talk about it, so I was living and trying to run this business, like, like, are, are my plates being like? You know, yeah. and so, so you were still running social media accounts. I had to, like, yeah, because I was allowed to go to work, and that was my work, and I had like legal fees, and yeah. right, yeah, yeah. You didn't lose clients. No, because I didn't talk about it. My lawyer was like, you didn't know. And then, and then when I went to prison, and I, like, I, t I've, like, I told the people that I worked with, obviously, and then, the, like, I tried to hand it off to someone that I was working with, and it didn't end up working out. But like, yeah, no, right. Like, they, they were like, don't talk about this, you know, and... Right. And at the end of the day, like, I still thought it was just... It wasn't as serious as it was. I thought, like, I could... Yeah, explain. you... Like, I didn't study the criminal code because I didn't plan it. <coughs> right, you thought that you would... You could, like, get get off, kind of, because you didn't mean to do it. You didn't... They had set you up. You didn't intend to go there to smuggle drugs. Yeah, but then I also, like, I realized that I did have responsibilities and... And take accountability. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, that's kind of how life works, right? You don't always see the red flags of things that are going wrong. And sometimes they're not always your complete responsibility for all of the things that happen. But you have to take responsibility on the backside of it because the signs were there. And, um, you know, but hindsight's twenty twenty. That's what they say, right? Yeah, because if as we're having this conversation, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that are like, you know, 
bitch, why did you go to an island with a guy? You know, like why, when he said that, like there, there'll be tons of tons of people that would say the red flags are there. But when you're in the moment and you're living life, it's hard to see those things. Like you say, you're colorblind. It's very hard to, it's hard to, and then when you get put into a position, it's like all of these people that like. It's these armchair fucking experts. Yeah, like, all these oh, people that are so. You should have done this, you should have done this. Yeah, you're so solid. <laughs> all these people that are like, you know, you shouldn't rat on someone, but if they ever had, a, if they ever got in a, in a shitty situation and, you know, they would do the same thing. They're not as solid as they say they are. Man, that shit's like, fucked up. You know, it's easy to say you do yeah. something, but then, you know. You did some jail time? Yeah, well, I got a four-year, I did, um, I pled guilty, like, kind of right away, because right. Like, what I did, I brought drugs over the border, and, yeah. you know, I caused fucking turmoil for my family, and I knew that, even though I didn't concoct this whole scheme, but there, I also knew that, like, the substance use at, at that point in my life was, was an issue. Right. Yeah. And that was hurting my family more, and... They were aware of your drug use? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, like okay. we're all on drugs in certain ways. Like, yeah, there's, there's people that are like, "Oh, I don't do drugs." It's like, meanwhile, you you know, you're everyone's addicted to something. hundred percent. Twenty coffees a day, and uh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, uh, I'm addicted to multiple things. So let's keep that hundred percent. Snacks. It is what it is, bro. Snacks. It is Open what it up is. to us, brother. What's? Uh... <laughs> oh, I had a really bad Monday, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> a really bad Sunday night. You tried to get me to join that. I know it was an Tell adventure. Tell me the second you hit that deer, you didn't go, man, Mike Rita. Mike Rita. I think right? I, I think there was a story where I was like, "Fuck Mike Rita, it's all his fault." Um. So. It's there's similarities between my adventure and yours. I'll tell you that. Um. So you pled guilty right away, which is smart because at that point. You know, taking responsibility for it, you're not going to be able to fight that. That's a hard one to get, hard, hard one to win. And uh, you got a four-year sentence, and you go to jail. Prison. You're, it's more chic. Prison. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a prison. Yeah, obviously, babe. you went to like a, a, a female jail. Um, female which, jail. Which is, which is thankfully, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they have those, which I don't understand because like they're. That must be like you don't understand why they're keeping chicks and no 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 no, no. I I just like like the population of the I, I'm just I always assume that convicts are guys the population of female <laughs> prison has to be like the female po the prison has to be like you know five percent of what the male incarceration rate yeah, is yeah but it's actually up a lot more because because um, of male influences fucking people over probably yeah yeah we're demons sometimes man i don't know what the fuck man no this I, I love i love men i love guys like i think there's like so many great guys out there in the world god man it's so hard for people these days when you're nice so many fucking assholes out there women can be fucking assholes too so. oh i got good stories about that but this isn't my podcast this is your podcast i have whole other episodes about that shit uh, snacks for life so uh what like what is going through your head the day before you're about to go to prison? You're 25, 26 years old? I'm 26. 26. 27? I know it was January 16th, 2018. Yeah. And sometimes my my age, of, I, I don't... You forget it? Yeah. Like, I remember, yeah. like, the... Like the events, yeah. But it's not like I'm like, oh, it's my birthday. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what are you born? Nineteen ninety. Whoa, you just chopped ten years off your life like Glenn Wells did the other day when wow. he did the math. Wow. Um, so the night before you're going to prison, 
This is going to be a really weird question, but it's one of the ones like, what was the last thing you ate on the outside? Um, me and my family, we went to the keg and I told them I was going to camp. I told this waitress, I was like, we're going to, I'm going to camp. <laughs> wow. And the next what did you know? Wait, wait, what, what did you have at the keg though? Baseball steak. Fuck yeah. The 12 ounce baseball steak. How do you cook Barry that Vons shit? That shit darling. I, oh, fuck yeah. This, I, bro, this is why I'm asking the question. I was a kegger. I worked at the keg for many years. Like that, so, bro, New York strip. So uh, no, but baseball. Pepper so how do you Jack. cook? How do you get that though? Cause you know, you can't cook that like more than medium normally that even medium's I, hard. I always got it rare. Rare. Oh, that's a good steak. Jesus Christ. You're fucking rude. Dude, you know what a baseball steak is? This shit's like this fucking thick. It's like a fucking baseball. It's like a fucking baseball. That's a heavy order. You do the garlic, uh, the the three cheese butter on your mash too, or do you do a, a baked potato, like a fully loaded baked potato? At that time, I think I got escargot as a side. Damn, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're going to the fucking clink. Well, yeah. You're going to the clink, bro. You got to have the... That's, well, this is what I'm asking. You got to have the bacon wrapped scallops too. Two, three orders of that. Fuck, man. <laughs> you know? So your family takes you out to dinner. Yeah. Your mom and your dad go together with you. Yeah, because we didn't see it. At, like we didn't. Some people were like, "Oh my god, this is like the end." Like we saw. I saw that. I was like, "I'm pumped." Like I was. I don't say that I was pumped because like my family was still scared, but like I knew that if I was going to prison and I knew my circumstances, that that prison isn't like people in prison aren't what it looks like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, no, what's that like, yo? You got a bunch of tattoos, prison tattoos. No. Who'd you ride with, Aryans? She rode with the Aryans? No, I don't know. I'm just making up. No. Deal. Did yeah. you play a lot of basketball? <laughs> yeah. Did you lift weights? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like we would put um like salts in like uh, empty like laundry detergent containers. Yeah. Um, and you'd I lift and you'd lift lo like the fucking like tide. Things? Yeah. Yeah. But I was in like a medium facility. Um, so Is there a maximum women's facility? Yeah, like if you're. What do you think? You cut your dick, you know, your man's dick off, stab, fucking kill your kids, all those psycho broads. Oh yeah, I guess there is but, a few but of those. The women that actually did that, it was because they had like brain damage from all the. <laughs> all the yeah, abuse, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is actually awful, man. Fucking wild. Or just wild. like mental, like a lot of people had mental illness, and then sometimes people were just fighting for their life, but then they didn't see anything other than violence, right? Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Yeah. So I'm like the least violent person. I've only been in one fight in my life, and did you win? Yeah, I kind of jer jerseyed someone in in uh, high school. Nice. Yeah, like hockey style. Wait a minute, I yeah. got so many. Fuck prisons. yeah! Where were you born? Hamilton. In Hamilton, Steel City, rough fucking city too. Go Thai cats. Huh? Did you ever go to Fanabis? I actually went. Like, so you know, um, <laughs> you know Bubba? I don't know anyone. Yeah, you do. You must know Bubs. I went. I went to Fanabis with this guy. He, he this was booked year? there. Yeah, he did the comedy. Okay, so Bubba Nicholson. Oh, he like. Or <laughs> we don't know anyone. I, I was actually he. He works for Aurora. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then he owns like uh, Greybeard. Oh yeah, I do know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So he I actually. Do, I do know. Yeah. So. I don't. Shout <laughs> out Bubba I, though. I, I love your name. I, t I told him that I was coming to see you. He's like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Listen, uh, is that yeah? We went there, and I was like, it looked like somewhere that the Joker would live. Were you, were you in the audience that night? Yeah, you? man. You came with me. The yeah, remember when we got? Off, I drove, and when we got off the exit, I was like, "Where are we going?" I don't remember you being there. I thought I went. So I felt when I got here. So I swear to God, it. Are you kidding me? It's three three blocks from the beach. Not only, it's beautiful country there's out like here. A, there's like a mountain sunset a couple blocks away. So yeah, right now it's going down. But uh, wait, all right, Em, wait. I have so many questions. So you're in the clink. You stab abroad. I oh, know. Okay, oh. I'm done. I'm done. All right. So listen. So you're in the clink, and um, who are some of the people? Like not who, 
but did you hang around with other like criminals that you even you were like man this is like pretty intense these people are fucking um there were intense events for sure but like when you're in in prison there are like only three things that will get you kind of in in trouble one of them is is prison debt um the other one (laughs) the other one is like the crime that you committed yeah Yeah, that makes sense and, and the third one is like messing with people's relationships Right. Oh, yeah. Or, or sorry, there's four, and that's like if you people know that you're you're a rat. Who who taught you those? Or you just picked up on them? Yeah, because okay. I, I I lived with all the all these yeah. people. How long did you do? I did all four years, but in different ways. I did a year in, and 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 then I lived in a halfway house, and then I I did the rest on parole, and that's kind of right. comeback snacks started. But I built I started the idea for comeback snacks actually inside prison. Right, so, and and the way it, and I do know this. Because the snack part was popcorn was one of the most accessible things to you guys in the canteen, and you use different or the people you were in with used different unique things to spice it up so it wasn't so bland or whatever. And that's where you came up with the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but also like people would use things and create their own like home cooked meals and like share it with people. Like they we yeah. had birthdays in there and people make cakes and yeah, you know you we like jail cake. Well you, well, you could actually get like Betty. Cro- no, it wasn't Betty Crocker's no name cake mix. It's comeback snacks that sell itself. The story sells itself. Fuck you guys, man. You'll buy the snacks. They're good. Even like some fucking uh, Dragon's Den shit. But uh, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Uh, you did the Dragon's Den? Um, I did actually when I got out, and it was awesome. <laughs> and was that guy a dick to you? That that Mr. Wonderful Kevin Leary. He wasn't on the show. He was on Shark Tank at the time. Oh, he was doing the American one. He's a fucking seller. Um, who was on the show? It was Arlene Dickinson. She seems nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah she it seems was cool. Michelle Romano. I don't know who that is. Um, she's like in the tech space. So okay. She, yeah, yeah, and then Lee Merrifield. I don't think I know who uh, that is. And then two other people. Two other people. What's oh, the other Jim, guy? Jim. Jim. Jim Living. Yeah, from Boston Pizza. Yeah, he used he's, to work for their SMP. Yeah, he seems cool though. He seems like yeah. he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we went. We went on. We passed the audition, and then we went on the show, and then we got like two like on on air deals. But obviously, like it's TV. Right. Um, but we still went, mm-hmm. and yeah, like, and they didn't end up airing the episode, but oh. we just fought. Like, no, but that, that's okay because that's why people think that like, oh. You gotta go on Dragon's and that will build your business. But no. But it's like you it's a great thing that's out there, but you can't also like be like crying in a corner if it doesn't go on the air. It just makes you build things for yourself. No kidding. Right. Even more and build your own brand instead of hopping on their back to yeah. build something that's to build something up that's yours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh that's a hundred percent accurate. You you have people that will say things and they'll they'll invest in you and if they're gonna put their money in you then that obviously means that you're worth keeping it for yourself. A hundred, yeah. zero deals. You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of like 70, nice. 30. I want you to put your money in me. Uh, that sounds so dirty when you say it. Take yeah. the money and run. <laughs> put it in my suitcase. <laughs> so you did multiple different things. What was uh, the one thing that like when you were in prison... She, she said prison, right? Was the way to say that? It was a politically correct thing. I've been going no, with it's clink. Not, it's, it's, not, it's not political. It, I'm, um, I'm going with the clink. What was like, besides popcorn, what was the like joint. the one thing that like, that Slammer. you, that, that like gave you feelings of home? Like you had to have something that you were attaching to that like reminded you of home? Like, like. I didn't w- really want to think of home because home, really? like, home was something that I needed to, I mean like my family came to visit me, but like I wasn't there to feel like home. I was there to, 
be separated from everything and take everything in and, and learn from that. Who was right. the better visit, mom or dad? No, no, both of them. <laughs> both good visits? Yeah. What a great question, though. Bro, because sometimes, like, what, like you know, if it was my house, my mother would be the worst one. Because she would try to, like, bring me shit and give me shit and, like, you're fat, what are you doing, you little, you know? But my father would come in and be like, hey, so how's the clean? what was the activity then that you used to pass the time the most? Like, you play cards? Did you work out? What was the thing that you did the most in there? Did you read? Did you write? I, like, I read 82 books I read. I didn't pass the time. I, I was like, because I had, I knew, like, the legal fees were expensive. And I also knew that I wanted to get off, like, the substances. And I also realized who my actual friends were, like, people that actually came to visit me. People that, like, wrote me letters. And then I, that's when I realized that there was people that were just, I was just there as, like, you know, their drunk friend or, like, you know. Yeah, they like, turn their back on like you. Do rip lines with. and Yeah. And this I was, is like, fire. I was a convenience to them. Buddy. Bro, this is fire. Intermission. No, yeah. This is the podcast, my God. Holy <laughs> fuck. Buddy, these are so sweet and salty. It's stupid. This is fire. Listen, everybody, we're not doing this. You know me and snacks. We don't fuck around. It's not because fucking no cap podcast. Here. No cap podcast. These are absolutely fire, dude. They're fucking peanut butter and uh, and jelly. Mikey, this is caramel bugle territory. Wow. It's not because you're here. I swear. These are fucking stupid, though. Wow. I'm taking this one. That's fine. There's other ones that are sealed. <laughs> Snack man. So, Comeback Snacks started when you were in prison? Yeah. Were you selling, like, from prison? No, no, no. Or you, like, the genesis of the idea started in prison? Yeah. And as soon as you got out, feet to the ground. Yeah. And I, like, I, had, I got, like, a job at the gym because parole officers, obviously... Most ventures of, you know, entrepreneurship, Don't people succeed, coming out of yeah. prison, or are just, you know, they're used to people coming out of prison, and so I had to like prove myself. But I also knew that I didn't have money, you know, I had to work at the gym and I, and build it. Yeah, how much money did you lose? What was your legal fees? How much money did it cost you? Um, at the end of the day, fifty thousand. Fuck. But but get this, how much is rehab if you want to go per month? So I was gonna ask this. Oh no, it got yeah, you clean. You answer. I don't know, lots. Five grand a month. More than that, if you can get in. And how if much you can is, get him. How much is a business degree? Yeah. Fifty grand? I was like, I'm not letting a dime of this go to waste. Go to waste. I so I made every day in there mm -hmm. meaningful. Right. Yeah. Right. No, and and then that's that's kind of the the sad irony of the whole situation is is that the guy who's preaching to you sobriety exploits your drug use as a good person and in the end of it was also responsible for your sobriety because you got to go you went to jail and you heard learned a very hard lesson and you came out sober yeah which is fucking wild to think that it 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 i don't want to say helped you but it helped it, you it did it did. It was like a, and that's why going there, I wasn't afraid. I was. It, See, and and the and the and the, the crazy part is, is that you hear about prison system, and I and again, I think the one thing is, is that most convicts are males, uh, and are are just delinquents, but it actually it you, it rehabilitated you. 
And normally they, the prison system gets a knock of not being able to rehabilitate people and, you know, they become, like, you know, it puts them down when they come out and stuff. But it actually helped you and yeah. it made you stronger even, it seems. Like, you you came out the gate and, like, this is an amazing product. I'm not so lying. I wasn't going to let it beat me, but I also realized that, you know, the, the, the system is very, like, unfair to a lot of people. And that's why now I work with, like... You know, right, you employ it. You employ other women that have. Yeah, like, but we're still we're small. So, like, because I wanted to scale, like, what I believed in, I now I work with other employers and like job hiring agencies and the Ministry of Labor. Right. Because you know, it's true. Like, people are like, oh, people from prison steal. They, they don't want to come to work, and it's like. Oh, I, I'm sorry. You've never had someone steal from you that didn't have a record? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you get a record, dum-dum. Yeah, or like, people <laughs> will steal anyway, or people won't show up anyway. Mm -hmm. And what I like saw in so many people there was like that drive to just be considered a human. Mm -hmm. um, and prison in itself like makes most people worse. Mm -hmm. well, that's what I'm getting at, yeah. is that prison, the knock on it is, is it that... It doesn't rehabilitate people. No. People go to prison for a petty crime and come out with a degree in all sorts of crazy crimes. Bro, this is the best popcorn. It's so try fucking good, dude. Try the, the lemon try the lemon meringue. No way, man. It's so dangerous. You know what like, they say when life gives you lemons? Make Bye, fucking man. lemonade and sell that lemonade. I love your cute little cartoon, like meh. So good it's criminal. Made with conviction, darling. Did you come up with that slogan, so good yep. as criminal? Yeah, because I was sick, on, sick of reading in the paperwork that you're just a criminal. You're convicted. And I was like, oh, watch this. Yeah, you know what, though? Everyone makes mistakes, man. Amazing, man. I, I love that you, like, you embrace former inmate. Because the story is fucking crazy. It's like, it's Netflix, obviously, I'm sure. Like, there's multiple. And, but the fucked up part about this is, is that... As unique as your story is, minus this, it, it it is actually really common. Like, that women are exploited as drug mules and end up incarcerated. And, like, it's it's so fucked up, man. It, it's, it's, it's wild to me how that, how that happens. But this popcorn is definitely kicking on caramel bugle territory, Mike. It's fucking Perfect. nuts. This is easily... Try that one. A 9.9... .9 Perfect fucking score. It 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 it's sweet, salty. Have we ever given yeah. something a ten? This is, it might be it. God, I'll eat this whole fucking. I don't think right we've now. ever given anything a ten, but we've gone crazy for things before. But this is that's why I bring up the caramel I bugles. I promise you, I'm, I am not fucking sucking your dick. <laughs> this is so fucking good. Why did you choose peanut butter and jelly? Um. Because peanut butter and jelly is, like, nostalgic. And mm. also in prison, I would melt peanut butter and jam and put it on the popcorn. And then this was kind of, like, a legacy flavor that I wanted to incorporate from my past, present at the time, and future. It is so fucking good. Where, people listening right now, I'm going to share this all over my social media. Where can they find this brand, but more importantly, this flavor? Uh, comebacksnacks.com. And then there's, there's a shop link for that PBJ flavor. We're in like 800 stores, but I can't Come tell on. exactly where to get that flavor because every store has like their own inventory, like they order at different times. Buy it so, online. So if you want that exact combination or, yeah. Come now cut out, cut out all the stores. Go and buy it right from Emily herself. Okay. Comebacksnacks.com. Yeah. Forget Slash all that other shop. stuff. Slash shop. 
Whatever. Oh my god. It's ridiculous, dude. Dude. I know. People, right, are like, oh. right. people are like, oh, well, she went from trafficking drugs to making people addicted to food. I'm, like, I'm okay with that. that. You know what's hilarious is one Super. time <laughs> I, um, I got pulled in at the border and the guy asked me if I had any drugs and I told him all I had was uh, was sugar because I sell snacks. Yeah. And I, I was bringing tons and tons of snacks from America into Canada. Yeah. And I, I've been pulled in quite a few times and, and, and every time they're like... Huh? What the hell? Like, why do you have all this sugar? And I said, it's the world's biggest drug. Yeah, it, it really is. It's it's. It, it, oh my! Fuck God. that shit's good, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> so all right. all right, M seems pretty confident that these are going to be fire as well. You're going to get into those too. The lemon meringue. Can we? Yeah, they're mm -hmm. they're for you. And I br I brought um I brought savory, but I don't think it'd go well with mixing the palate. This is in crazy man. Crazy. Comebacksnacks.com. That's a 10, bro. I could what's your, what's your, it's that fish scale of popcorn, you know? Oh, wow. She's bringing in the Coke terms. It's, it's, it's right straight off the boat. <laughs> all, right, all right, you go first. I went first on these ones. What was the favorite thing that you did in uh, St. Lucia besides smuggle drug back? <laughs> go to karaoke and sing Frank fucking Sinatra. Yeah, no. Okay. You didn't do any excursions or anything? No. Fuck, man, that guy's cheap. Yeah, she did do an excursion oh, we, we to the did. drug dealer's house. Yeah. We we went, sorry, we rented jet skis on the first day. And that was another funny thing, because, like, my legs were so sore, like, uh, trying to go through the airport. So I was waddling with two kilos of Coke, waddling because my legs are sore, waddling because I'm wearing this ugly-ass dress. <laughs> two keys of Coke is, like, four, four, four and a half pounds. It's not even a lot of Coke. No, I know. Exactly. Wow. That's a whole other discussion, but. My God. Wow. This shit's fucking stupid, bro. Are you fucking kidding me? Wow, bro. Perfect. Oh, my fucking God. Do you eat your own snacks? Mm, yeah, if I'm starving, yeah, of course. I'll eat it any time. I don't, I don't get sick of it. Because, like, that'd be dangerous. And Biggie said you can't get high on your own supply. I could, like, bro... Look at the drizzle. There's lemon drizzle on it, you fuckers. Did you hear me? Perfect. No. Okay, well, well, I should probably head back to Hamilton. I love you guys, but... It's time to go. Yeah, it's almost 10. What's up? Oh. Well, now you arrived you late. That's what happened. Well, you get so bad fall. directions. My bad directions? Wow. <laughs> Throwing me under the bus. Emily O'Brien, tell them where they can find you on Instagram because you you have an Instagram for the for the comeback snacks as well as your personal one, right? Yes, it's at comeback snacks, and my personal one is at ems O'Brien, but you'll share it. Um, yeah, we'll put it up there. <laughs> or just search at Emily O'Brien popcorn or Google the popcorn girl or Emily O'Brien prison. All all come up. <laughs> right. Does does jail come up too or only prison? Mm. Probably it probably will. Um, one last question before you go: uh, Fuck, Mary, kill, vanilla ice, ice cube, iced tea. Um, run away from all nuts. <laughs> wow, that's a hard take. Adios. All right, Emily, I'll let you off without the without the question that we ask everybody. It's been a pleasure to have you. This popcorn fucking fire, dude. How many flavors do you have? Uh, five of the caramel and two of the savory. There's more to this? Yeah. Mike, there's more. 
Comebacksnacks.com. The Emily most O'Brien. dangerous woman in all of snacks. 100%. We're going to do a theme song before you go, okay? You remember it now? Do you know how it works now? Say facts instead of snacks. No, you say snacks instead of facts. Okay. Okay? Right in this. It kind of fell down. Right? Mikey? Oh, sounds like my life in 2015. <laughs> you got jokes. Oh, all right. Relax and take jokes. <laughs> While I eat popcorn after the marijuana. This is so fucking good. Mikey. Shout out Liquid Death. Shout out Canna Match. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the, the snacks, snacks of life. life. The snacks, snacks of life. life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the, the snacks, snacks of life. life. The, the snacks, snacks of life. life. When the, uh, world the Snacks of Life podcast would like to thank Emily from Comeback Snacks for sharing her fantastic story and her even somehow better popcorn. Unbelievable product. We cannot shout it out enough. And we can't shout out Canamatch.ca enough. Thank you so much for being our sponsor. And shout out one more time to Liquid Death for always coming through with the delicious Wawa. See you next week, guys. <laughs>